SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase. Welcome back to the Sports Beat KC podcast. This is Jesse Newell, KUB reporter for the Kansas City Star. I'm joined once again this week by CJ Moore. CJ, how you doing this week? Jesse, doing well, man. What's going on? Not too much. A college basketball season is almost upon us. Can you believe it? We've almost made it to that time of the year. It is close. It's uh, feels good. Feels good. I'm ready to watch some actual basketball after. Uh, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I didn't watch a minute of the World Series. I am enjoying the Chiefs season, but uh, I'm, I'm ready for some hoops. I think that's kind of how we're wired, isn't it? Just the way we've grown up and around these parts. And, you know, when it becomes college basketball season, the weather outside is really bad. But, you know, it's it's kind of fun. It's it's fun to track and to see all these storylines play out. And obviously, a lot of storylines for KU basketball as the season is starting next week. Um, but as we're talking right now on Friday afternoon, just completed a 154 victory exhibition victory over Pittsburgh State. Uh, don't have to talk too much about that game. I don't think anything in there just was crazy shocking other than, you know, Billy Preston going down for a brief moment in time with uh, with a head injury after bumping heads with a Pittsburgh State player. He came back to the bench a couple minutes later. Bill Self says he's fine. Kind of had this, the typical Bill Self line about maybe his pride was hurt a little bit when he picked up his fourth foul in eight minutes and uh, all those sorts of things. But we, I did ask for some mailbag questions, so we'll go ahead and get immediately to those. Again, with the season starting and starting up so quickly, a lot of things on your guys' mind when it comes to KU basketball and the start of the season. So does that sound good for you, CJ? Let the people have their questions. Yeah, exactly. Let's just start with that. All right, let's start with William Hanna here. He says, based on past history, how likely is it for the top eight to nine players to make it through a full season with no one missing a single game due to injury? And this is kind of what I talked about. Eight to nine? (laughs) Nine? They got nine? They got nine. They they got nine (laughs) seconds of semester. I guess – Second semester, they'll have nine. Sam, Can- right. Sam Cunliffe will come in and, and Superman and save the day uh, to be their ninth <laughs> scholarship player. But this is exactly what I was talking about, CJ. Excuse me, with the uh, with Billy Preston. That's actually what I wrote about in this game because it was most fascinating because when he's down on the, on the court kind of holding his head, you're wondering, okay, is it a concussion? Could it be something serious? And as we know, concussions can be a serious thing. You know, you can have lingering effects from that. Your mind starts to wonder, okay, what happens if KU only has two big men? Or what happens if KU only has seven scholarship guys? How does the rotation change? It is kind of a crazy question to think about just how thin this roster is right now and what happens if one of those pieces doesn't happen to be available. Yeah, it's it's scary. It's um, They could afford an injury on the perimeter probably, but if it's one of those inside guys, particularly as a bouquet or Preston, that's going to be really tough. And any, you know, if, if, if something like hap- what happened to Doak last year where he's out a really, really long time or out for the rest of the season, that's going to be really, really tough for them to adjust. And, you know, if, if you always think back to the, the streak and, you know, um, wins the year when it's going to end, well, if, if this team suffers a major injury, then, then they get a lot more vulnerable. So it, it, it is scary that there, there's some years where Self has so many bigs. Like think back to like 2010 where Jeff Withey couldn't even get on the floor. I mean, he had 
a bunch of extras on on the bench but this is this is a roster because of the way it's built with transfers and and everything else that they they just don't have that that depth inside that they usually have yeah i'll be fascinated to see how they kind of handle this moving forward it seems to me and i mentioned this in the article that i wrote after the pitt state game that they could use a walk-on or two you know they could use maybe a football player to come after that season's over it just seems like CJ in the last and there's one in, there's one on campus right who's yeah. the guy you mentioned on yeah that? James Sosinski on the football team six foot seven uh, tight end who averaged 18 or 19 points per game in uh, junior college we've been talking about him for weeks but uh, no rumors on that officially yet but oh, you know, got they, they gotta go recruit that kid for it, sure it makes you wonder doesn't it get I mean, him out there like okay let him play the Baylor game does he even get on the football field no he hasn't played yet this season well, let's go. Let's get him on the <laughs> roster. He's he's not serving any much of a purpose on the football team. He could probably get a little bit of run on the basketball team. I you know I I, I don't want to make the the guys in the football office too angry, but like I think there's a little more importance to the the basketball program right now at KU than than what's going on in the football field. So so let's go get get him over there. Get him a basketball ro- uh, roster spot, and because uh, they 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 need bodies that are eligible. So. I think you sign him up. Can you imagine that change in your life if you're James Sosinski, you sign up to play tight end for the KU football team and decide to give up hoops, and all of a sudden Bill Self might call up your cell phone and say, hey, we need you to be a guy on the on the, on the the men's basketball team that's ranked top five nationally. Wouldn't that be kind of a crazy turn of events for you? Just think about like how much his stock goes up when he walks into a bar with the ladies. <laughs> I mean, that alone is enough motivation it would be for me to just be like mosey on over to Bill Self's office, maybe throw in, in some uh, my stats from my back in my Juco days, be like, you kind of be seem to be short on big men. Look at those rebounding numbers. Sign me up. Of course you went there, CJ. I, I have no... <laughs> Does not surprise me at all. Uh, getting back to Williams' question, how likely is it for the top eight to nine players to make it through full season with no one missing a single game due to injury? Not likely. <laughs> I mean, even lingering things. You know, sometimes guys turn an ankle. That takes a game or two. You know, some guys, sometimes guys have a sore knee or, uh, you know, Bill Self even mentioned a little bit, and we'll get to this a little bit later, but, you know, Devontae Graham wasn't feeling great or was a little bit tired, so he held, you know, held his minutes back in this game against Pittsburgh State. I mean, stuff happens throughout the course of a season, so it's not very likely that KU makes it that far. However, there are benefits I think we've seen in the past from KU teams that when your rotation is shorter and when it is tight, I think you can get some benefit from that just um, teamwork-wise, chemistry-wise. We've seen KU teams that haven't had large rotations uh, be able to succeed late in the season and succeed by winning Big 12 titles. The only thing about that is those teams had depth, like a Carlton Bragg. They just weren't using that depth, and this is kind of a different situation. K- this KU's, KU's team this year does not have depth that it can even go to just because of the lack of bodies that are out there. Two things it does for you, Jesse, and you mentioned the 2012 team in your story, and I think that's a great example. And and, and if you talk to those guys, two two things that really happen when, when the the rotation is so short. One, you don't you're not looking over your shoulder, and you're not scared that oh if I screw up, I'm gonna sit. Yep. And yep. you know that's that's sometimes a, a a positive for guys. You look at like Landon Lucas when he wasn't having to look over his shoulder, the kid always played better. So I, I think. I think that can be one thing. The other thing is, you know, guys know their roles and they seem to understand them when there's such a short rotation. Like, I know I'm going to play. I know these are the things I need to focus on, and I don't need to do anything extra to to try to prove that I 
I belong on the court. Just go do my thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get minutes. So, and I think if you look back to that 2012 season, that's kind of what those guys were like. They all knew their roles. They didn't try to go beyond and do anything that they couldn't do, and it it, it fit really well together. I, I think these pieces can fit pretty well together too. And 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 maybe you know, especially for a guy like Billy Preston, who I I am sure that guy is getting. But Bill Self is riding him in practice right now. I guarantee you that kid is hearing so much stuff. It, it he, he probably goes home and cries some nights. <laughs> so he but he knows he's gonna play and I'm sure that does something to help his confidence that hey, I'm gonna get minutes. We need you, Billy, but you know, here's you need to do A, B, C, and D for me to really be happy with you, but we, we need you. So I, I think that's something that maybe could help a, a guy like that where you know, with maybe Carlton Bragg, who was talented, there was a way to to bench him and, and not necessarily give him all the all the minutes he could get. The, it's going to be hard to do that with Preston. He's going to at least get, um, you know, at the ve- bare minimum, he's going to get like 15 minutes a game. So, um, you know, hopefully, maybe that'll that'll be a good thing for a guy like that, and and guys will understand their roles better. Yep. The only flip side of that I will say is that. Bill Self often has used the bench as a motivating factor, and they're just sure. that there's just there's not sides to it. Yeah. yeah, there's just not that this year. I mean, if guys make him upset, or if a guy doesn't rebound or doesn't hustle or whatever the case may be, he might take him out for a minute or two, but he won't take him out for very long because just there aren't that many bodies to throw in there unless he's completely making a point. I mean, the only time I can really even think about him doing something like that, the the only example that comes immediately to mind is. Uh, Steven Vincent and Mario Chalmers way back in the day where, you know, he threw him in again, threw Steven Vincent in against Cal and kind of made his point. And mm-hmm. then as you saw later in the season, Mario Chalmers wasn't getting benched basically from that point on. But uh, if, if Bill Self wants to make that sort of point this year, it's a guy like Clay Young coming in or, uh, you know, a guy like Chris Tian coming in. So uh, he'll kind of push his limits when it comes to trying to make a point to guys just because there's not that many people that he can put in there. From Guillermo in there, he says, update on small ball minutes percentage after two exhibitions, and what do you guys think is the best lineup? I know you've done some research on this, CJ, so I'll let you have the floor. Yep, I uh, I looked it up, went through the box scores, and these are not always – sometimes when they do these play-by-play – data like it can they can mess up on subs every once in a while but here's what the play-by-play tells you in the Missouri game the small lineup played just a tick over 25 minutes and then your bigs were almost at 15 and then for the Pitt State game it was just under 24 minutes for the small lineup and almost 17 for the big lineup so I, I look at the Missouri game probably um, I think that's probably more accurate to maybe what it could look like, even though it's still super small sample size. Um, you know, they're going to take that one more seriously. So I think that 25-15 range is is probably what you're going to see a, a lot of nights. What do you say, Jesse? Yeah, I think that's probably about right. You know, as we talk about kind of the transition that's happened, you know, Bill Self said on the late night in the Fog broadcast he would like to play 70% big. Then I asked him at KU Media <laughs> Days, and he said, Okay, now they practice a little bit. He was hoping for a 50-50 split, and I think again, I think it's going to even transition a little bit more just because of the numbers game that's involved. And there's going to be foul trouble. There might be injuries. There might be other things. And you only have three big men. So, um, yeah, I, I think that 25-15 split, 25 small ball, 15 um, big, is definitely something that probably would be in play. Uh, Bill Soft talked, and, and Gary Bedore has a story out today. If you guys want to search on it, he uh, he spoke kind of about that and about Billy Preston how he continues to be impressed by him, but he, he said if he continues to play well, KU will play more big. 
And so you can kind of understand how that makes sense because he's basically saying if Billy Preston plays more, then there's going to be two bigs in the game more often. But if Billy Preston kind of goes into one of those freshman funks that so many guys have done before in the past, then he won't play as much, and that means that's more of Udoka in there by himself, which means more four-guard lineup. So that'll be fascinating to see how it turns out. But, um, yeah, Billy Preston kind of holds the key, I think, to this because you kind of figure that Udoka's going to play as many minutes as he can, and you kind of figure that Mitch Lightfoot's in that 10- to 15-minute range. Billy Preston's kind of the X factor here to see kind of how which direction KU's going to go. Yeah, I think Preston has the ability and maybe at some point this year if he's really just playing unreal he works his way into that starting lineup and you could see them playing like 30 minutes big but I think at the at the minimum you're still going to see the small lineup play at least like 10 minutes a game Guillermo asked what is KU's best lineup what do you think KU's best lineup is best lineup um I mean it, it so much depends on opponent I think I mean, the answer is either what their starting lineup is right now or their starting lineup minus Svi with uh, with with Preston. Preston. Yeah, I, I, I mean, those are probably their best two lineups. Those I'd, are, say. I'd say those are the two choices, and I agree with you. As of right now, I think their best lineup is the one they're starting right now. The four-guard lineup looked great in Italy, has looked good so far. Again, you give up some things defensively, but um, overall I think it's the – the best unit for them for both ends but again it's why i've said for the last month two months whatever it's been that billy press is the most fascinating player on this team because he basically is the swing man for so many things when when it comes to ku this season you know will they play big uh you know will they play fast what is their ceiling you know how good can they be rebounding wise like so many of those questions directly go back to your your opinion or your thoughts or where do you think Billy Preston is going to be here in the next couple months? Yeah, it's funny. We knew this storyline months ago and it's already, we're not even into the season yet and it's all we're talking about. It's probably all we're going to be talking about in a month. And it's all that, it's all that Dan Fagan is talking about too. Cause he asked a, a similar question. He says thoughts on all the positive Preston talk. It's always followed by discussion of lack of effort. I assume that Bill Self feels praise is what will work best. You know, Bill Self. <laughs> I don't think that's. <laughs> I think he. I think there's a give and take there. I think he's praising him while he's just you know, talking, talking. Uh, like, like I said earlier, he's he's on him. I'm sure all the time. Bill Self's always working the media yeah. with this stuff, though. I mean, he's great. He, it's it's great to listen to him early in the season because he's super smart uh, with what he says. It's fascinating. He says things that you're not expecting, and he's. He's usually, uh, you know, says some enlightening things in there. And then he also, at the same time, while he's doing all those other things, is is secretly or maybe not so secretly motivating his players because he knows they read every word of what goes in the media, what he says. So, again, it's exactly what you're saying. He's saying these positive things about Billy Preston. says he's, uh, you know, the Wichita van. He said, like, if he had Josh Jackson's motor, uh, he would be a guy that people would be talking about for a long time, would be out of this world, you know, with the way he can shoot, handle, run, all those sorts of things. But, again, that's always followed by the caveat that they're still teaching him effort. They're still teaching him how to play the game the right way. And I go back to that story I've told so many times is that in Italy in that exhibition game, uh, the two words that the coaching staff said more than any other words from my spot on the baseline was, run, Billy, run, Billy. Run, Billy. So at this point, they're still teaching him the very basics of basketball and, and how KU basketball plays, which is, hey, try hard all the time. That's an expectation. That's not something that you can turn on and turn off. 
Yeah, yeah, for 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 sure. I mean, you 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 hit it. It's it, it is funny. I mean, he 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 definitely will. A lot of coaches will will use the media for ways of motivating, or um, you know, you always you sometimes have to take what coaches say with a, a, a grain of salt. Like he he teased us a little bit probably with uh, you know some of his quotes about the Missouri game, almost leaving the door open, but he was probably just playing with us like he, he probably didn't actually <laughs> he's not gonna play missouri like he's he's just playing with everybody so uh you know th- there, there's a little bit of that and the, the stuff he says about press i mean it's almost all backhanded compliments like well yeah you, you've got a lot of talent but you're not trying hard so it's it's all trying to motivate the kid from joe he says is it concerning that self is already saying that graham is quote tired uh, for those that don't know, Devontae Graham played 23 minutes against Pittsburgh State. Self said he held him out a little bit just because his body wasn't feeling great, that he was a little bit worn down or could sense that. Uh, I mean, for me, I think I can take this two ways. For one, I don't think it's that big of a concern at this point. And again, if Bill Self is looking big picture here and deciding that his guys can get a little bit of rest, there's no better time to do it than right now. You know what I mean? Like, this, these are the games that mean nothing. So you might as well get him out of there. The second point is just kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, which is this team is so thin that, man, you know, these little tiny things kind of get magnified in your head because it's like in other years you'd say, oh, Devontae Graham, he, he might be a little bit tired. They rest him a little bit. Okay, no big deal because there's X, Y, Z, A, B, C on the bench. And it wouldn't be great to lose Devontae Graham, but there's at least other people you could sub in. With this team, it's like if you lose anybody at that top eight – that's a big problem. And so these sorts of things I think are going to be magnified and talked about maybe more than any other season under Bill Self. It's We're still in October. The kid's 22 years old. Unless he's hurt, I wouldn't be concerned. I mean, th- their practices are probably harder than their games <laughs> that as is far true, as yes. the intensity level and the, the effort and stuff. So um, I, I, I wouldn't be concerned about it at, at, the, at this point, unless unless he, you know, if, if he plays poorly for several games in a row, then you know maybe there's some kind of nagging thing there. But um, these guys are in incredible shape, and they're 22 years old, and their bodies bounce back like like no other. So um, I, I, I think that's that, at, that, at this point, that's probably a non-story. Nick Schwert uh, from KLW on Radio. What will Clay Young's season high in minutes and points be? Thoughts on that, CJ? Because, again, if we're talking about a fourth big, I quote fourth big on KU's roster, Clay Young is that guy. And just so you know, against Pittsburgh State, 13 minutes and two points. Uh, also had two assists with no turnovers and a steal. So uh, he's a guy that knows the program, definitely way, way, way undersized in the post, but at least knows what KU needs to be doing. So your guess for minutes and points for Clay Young this year as far as season highs go. How tall is Clay Young? He's like six three. Uh, I think six four. I'll look it up real six, quick four. while you're uh, while you're giving me an answer for this. Um, high in minutes here. I'm here. He is six five. Oh, six five. That's not true. I doubt that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stand next to that kid next time I see him. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll go with five minutes. Okay. Four points. Okay, I think you get some I, couple I, couple buckets at the end of a game or something. I think that's low, and, and maybe maybe like a, a spot minute here or there. I don't know. You 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 think he's going to get some real run? I just maybe I, especially early. I I mean I just it's it's all depending on if you think there's a worst case scenario out there, and who knows? Um, I'll I, go I, eight. I'll go eight minutes because early in the season they're going to blow somebody out, and he'll get quite a bit. What's so, so like weird? Eight, eight, what's so weird, CJ, with this rush right now? 
Mitch Lightfoot and Yudoka Azubuki played the last four and a half minutes against Pittsburgh State while up 50 points. And yeah. so it's, I mean, that's, it's crazy. You have, to, you have to play legit guys because you don't have, they don't you don't have, have numbers. And they that's don't, why you got to go get that football player. Let's go sign him up. What's his name again? <laughs> James Sosinski. But what they, James, James, if you're listening, man, get over there. Get over to the basketball office. What they really need, CJ, is the CJ Moore from 10 years ago. <laughs> they, they need that guy on the other roster. Like, if you're up 50 against Pittsburgh State, you don't need the guy who scored 19 in Juco ball. You need the guy, the little kid from Kansas who just wants to run through your tunnel and uh, and be a walk-on and, and get beat up in throw practice. Some, yeah, Throw some behind-the-back passes. Let's get him out there. <laughs> I don't think they need more guards. Although, yeah, they probably, you know, they could probably use some extra. They need a Brad Witherspoon out there who yes. can uh, – who can get out and, and, and play some minutes. So, yeah, no, they, they could probably use some extra. The thing, what's, what's crazy, like, they don't need more bodies in practice because they have plenty of bodies in practice. Um, they just need guys for the end of games. Yeah, well, and it's weird. And, and a, 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 an extra post that you can throw out there if you get in foul trouble. That's why, like, the football kid makes so much sense. Here's, but they, they don't need bodies in practice. Here's another discussion, CJ, which is interesting. I was talking with Gary Bedore about this a couple days ago. Give me KU's worst five. So right now, it's the end of a game. You're up 50 against Fort Hay State in the next game coming up. The ones that are eligible right now on your roster, give me the worst five that you would put out there. Okay, so I'll start with you right now. Clay Young, nice. Clay, <laughs> Clay Young and Christine are the two walk-ons, okay? And what so, happened to that, uh, that other kid they had last year? He gone? Tucker Vang, he's no longer with the program. Okay. So okay, was so, he at the beginning of the year? Uh, he hasn't. No, he hasn't been on the roster at yeah, all this season. Okay, okay so so okay. you got those two walk-ons. So here here are the rest of your choices because you got eight bodies from there. We're talking first semester. Okay, so we're talking first semester. Udoka, Legerald, Devonte, Svi, Malik, Marcus Garrett, Billy Preston, Mitch Lightfoot. All right, Mitch Lightfoot's definitely in there. Okay, and then and, and he's one of your three big men. And then. Um, I'm guessing so. So go like Garrett and. Okay, yeah. Now, now it gets tough. See, <laughs> and Spee uh, tested the NBA waters last year. I mean, it's, but is that I, I don't well, you know. You got to play. Yeah, you got to play somebody thin. You have yeah, to it's play crazy. somebody. I mean, so that's that's kind of just the crazy roster crunch that we're talking about with this KU basketball team. Uh, and then Ty also wanted to ask. Speaking of walk-ons, he said, if KU started five all-time walk-ons, who would it be? Have to play their position. All right, we we talked about this a little bit before, so we, we've got a good answer here, I think. You prepared right, Brett, Brett Ballard and Steve Vincent in the backcourt, and then uh, T Han on the wing. T T Han's on there definitely, and yeah. Ballard's probably definitely on there, and I think Vincent is too. Vincent could play. He Vincent was a really 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 good high school player, and then uh, Christian Moody obviously inside, and then that last spot, that last big man spot. We talked about Matt Kleiman getting it, and he, he probably deserves. Kleiman was a solid high school player, and you know that the those um, championship guys talk pretty highly of him as far as being a practice guy. But uh, my my sixth man, and we talked about this beforehand. You remember Chris Zerby? That dude could get some buckets. You <laughs> laughed at me, Jesse. You laughed at me, but I went to his Sports Reference page. All right, you ready for this? Oh my gosh! Okay. Per forty minutes, per forty minutes, here were his his averages. In the 2001 season, the dude averaged 37.6 points per 40 minutes. <laughs> you are like, <laughs> and, and, and the next year he went 18-2. 
per 40. I mean, come on, for his career, 26.5 points per 40 minutes. You're like a Chris Zerby. Give it up for Chris Zerby, man. You're like a Chris Zerby super fan. What's going on here? I just I remembered that kid getting buckets, and, and I went and found this information. Like I'm like, I was justified by remembering him getting buckets. Look, that's, that's insane. He, uh, he also shot 54.3% from the field for the year, or for his career, 68.4% percent from the field as a uh, as a junior in 01 i mean golly that's that's some good walk-on pr- productivity i'm i'm impressed yeah th- those are good numbers but yeah i, I think i think you're right i think he's you're, a, six you're a man. surprised by those numbers right yeah you got to bring him in and get some buckets <laughs> you're all about the buckets today that's for I, sure I, I wonder i wonder if uh if frank mason's per 40 i don't even think frank mason's per 40 would have touched those do you think he might have played better competition? <laughs> Maybe, a <little. laughs> Maybe a little bit. He, I mean, Zerby did have the uh, luxury of going against up against some scrubs, but man, that's 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 good. That's 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 got to be. I mean, he's he should be talking, telling those stories to his uh, to his grandkids someday. He needs to save this page and be like, "Yep, I averaged thirty six point four or thirty seven point six points per forty for a season." That's unreal. Maybe you can take your kids to him and, and have him go tell the stories about that anyway. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the way to do it. I just, I just might, Jesse. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry about Chris Derby. Good for him. All Good right, for him. If, if any... Hutch, Hutch guy, I think, right? Or at least he went to Hutch Chico, if I remember right, with Ballard. He was a teammate of Ballard's. Yeah, if people out there know Chris Derby, uh, get us in contact. We, we know his biggest fan right now. Uh, <laughs> from, from David Stat Guy, will Kansas shoot more threes this year than any other in the self era? Yes. I think so. Agree. Have to. And, you have to, right? Yeah, they they probably do. And and again, I'll go back. You know, su- small sample size alert. But uh, let's take the Missouri game since that's against actual competition. They attempted, I think, twenty five threes. Right in that game, yep. it was forty one point seven percent of their attempts came from beyond the arc. So a three point rate of almost forty two percent. Self's never even been close to 40% a self-coached team at, at KU. The last year was the highest they were at. Let's see, what were they at, Jesse? I think just under 36, wasn't it? Yeah, I can look it up real quick. I, I got it up here. Hold on. It was, yeah, 35-9, so just under 36. So, yeah, I, I, bet they're, I bet they're in like that, probably close to that number, maybe creep up to like 37, 38. Yeah, and I think it's – I think Bill Self knows this too. I mean, look at – if you're catering to the roster that you have and to the players you have and to the strengths of those guys that, that, that are on your team, then you know you can't look at this roster and think that it's going to be a team that is going to just force-feed it inside every possession, especially with the way that Devontae Graham and Malik Newman and Svima Kailuk and even to an extent, Gerald Vick, I think his stroke actually looked pretty good in the preseason game, a little bit better than what it did earlier, and I know you still have question marks about Vick's shooting, CJ, but those are all good three-point shooters. I mean, I, I think there's no doubt. So you have to cater your offense to that, and those guys, if they can create for each other as well, you only get even more attempts. So, yeah, I think this is going to be the most threes the Bill Self's team has ever shot, and I think he understands that. I think that's the way the game is going, and I think that's the way that this Kansas team is going to play. And it definitely helps that for a majority of the season last year, I mean, if you take out the Oregon game, which it stinks that, that did happen. The, the off-shooting night happened again in the Elite Eight for Kansas, but that four-guard lineup for KU and the way they played last year and driving and, and getting open shots inside and then also kicking out and, and making threes and having an efficient offense, 
It worked out pretty well for a majority of the year last year for Kansas, and so I think that gives Bill Self a little bit more faith moving forward that that type of offense that is perimeter-oriented can work. And also don't forget that – so you have three of your five starters. The best thing they do is shoot threes. So that's that's one factor in play. And then also when they get Sam Cumcliffe back, back in the uh, – or get him in the lineup, that's another guy who is basically – shoots a lot of threes he shot yeah. 37 threes in 10 games last year um took 52 twos so you know he should uh, almost ha- close to half his shots from from three and shot 40 little over 40 percent from there so I, that's another guy who's going to shoot a lot of threes so yeah I, I definitely think that it's it would surprise me if this team doesn't pers- shoot a higher percentage of their shots from three than any other selfish coach i would agree with that all right, uh, let's get to the last couple here. From Jack, he says, ranking KU's best leaders under Bill Self based on combo of vocal and importance of their play. So best leaders under Bill Self. Any thoughts on that one immediately hmm. off the bat, CJ? I'll go with, uh, I think Sharon was a really good leader. I think uh, I think Devante is going to end up up there. I think he's he's kind of had a leadership role since he was a sophomore. And now this is definitely his team. He's got the the personality. He's you know plays play smart basketball. I think he he was a good leader early on in those early KU teams. I think Air Miles was probably a really 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 good leader. And um, you know then then maybe Russell and Darnell. Uh, those are just two guys that I really really like as people. So I'll I'll throw them as there as well. What do you think, Jesse? Yeah, no, I I think you're on the right track there. I mean, I, obviously this question comes about because of Devonte Graham and thinking that. Um, he's a guy that could be one of the best leaders that KU has had, and Bill Self has said as much. He said that at Big 12 Media Day, saying that he could end up being one of the best leaders that, that Self has had in his 15 years at Kansas. So, yeah, Sharon, I, Sharon's the one, first one that comes to mind. I, I agree with you on Aaron Miles, though, you know, from from knowing some things about that team, and it, it took those guys a while to kind of get on board with Bill Self, but you can understand why. I mean, they had success with Roy Williams and doing the things his way, and it would be difficult to transition to a new coach who tried to do something completely different. But uh, Devontae and Sharon are kind of the first two that come to mind. I know that's a little bit of recency bias, but I think all the names you mentioned too, the Darnells of the world, um, uh, yeah, I I think all those guys are are kind of who would be in that mix for me. But Devontae, uh, that's... it's it's crazy too because I think Bill Self has set this up for Devonte. If you remember back, it was the Kentucky game two years ago where Bill Self called all those guys into his office and said, "Hey, you know who needs to start at the five position?" They picked Landon Lucas, and from that point on, they won like sixteen or seventeen straight games. But if you mm-hmm. also remember, on that same point, Bill Self went to Devonte Graham and said, "Look, these other guys are not the personalities of the team. You need to be the personality of the team." You need to be the leader, and you need to speak up even if that's not comfortable for you because it's more in your personality than anybody else's. And so remembering back to that, it's kind of crazy to think about because I think, and listening to Devontae talk here in the preseason, I think that boosted his confidence to a level that he wasn't even sure maybe he would get to. Because I, I can remember when KU first got Devontae Graham and you know talking to some of his high school coaches and prep coaches. I mean, they thought he was a, a charismatic guy. But no one really told me that he was a leader. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, like that, that was part of his what he was going to bring to Kansas. And I think that as the season goes on, we might be giving Bill Self more and more credit for pulling that out of Devontae Graham because I'm not sure he came to Kansas as that, 
But I think that conversation where he had to become a leader on a team where he was a sophomore and spoke up and it kind of became the team's energy, personality, all those sorts of things, I think we got to give some kudos to Bill Self with that one because I think he might have brought more out of Devontae Graham than a lot of coaches would have gotten out of him. For sure, and he's got that confidence in him now too. I mean, think back to uh, the NCAA tournament last year, the Purdue game. I know, I'm, I think at halftime of that game, if, if I'm not mistaken, Devontae, um, before like the coaches came in, told him, "Hey, bigs need to set ball screens closer to half court so we can speed past these guys." Like you've got as a, as a college player to step up in the locker room and suggest something like that to your teammates and that uh, at that type of setting and your coaches. Is, and to your coaches, like to have the the, the balls to, to go to your coaches and be like, hey, we need to make a change, and this is what I'm seeing. That that takes a lot, and yeah, I, I think that he's he checks like all those boxes that, that that you want with the with the personality, with the the willingness to speak up, and and um, you know also just like a really really good kid. So I I think he's a uh, they're in, they're in good hands from a leadership perspective with Devontae. Yeah, and that sounds that was a good story, CJ. I'm glad you brought up one of uh, a great story from the Kansas City Star, uh, from a, a very good-looking sports journalist that they currently employ. That was that was, that was good of you to do that. I, I think I had that in my my lead of my story too. So uh, we, we okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you go back and look. Okay. <laughs> Great mind sticking like that. Uh, yeah, I stand corrected, and I definitely stand corrected. Last one. This will be the easiest one of the entire day, CJ, from Clark Goble. Any idea where Jack Whitman ended up? <laughs> no, no, no. idea. <laughs> no. Stash some. Where was he before? Where? What school did he go to? William and Mary. Where is William and Mary? William and Mary. It's out on the East Coast. But Zinia? yeah, it's crazy. I mean, with all the, when all this happens, all this stuff goes down. You know, you try to contact these guys, and you try to reach out to them, and you usually have contacts for them, but. Uh, I even did a Google search, a Twitter search of Jack Whitman. Uh, I have no idea. So uh, it is a question for down the road, something we'll try to keep track of. But, yeah, when we talk about the scholarship issues and the playing time issues and the KU's bench issues, all those sorts of things, let's be honest, a lot of this can go back to Jack Whitman because with him on the roster or Dwight Colby, if if it was him beforehand. Where'd Colby end up? Colby's a Western Kentucky. That's right. Okay. Okay. Because remember, him and Mitchell could have played together on the same team, which would have been uh, crazy too. But uh, that that really is kind of the the domino that has started this. I don't want to call it hysteria with the KU basketball program, but it's it's led to them being on that really tight tightrope right now, where one injury, one suspension could really put them uh, behind the eight ball. I can't wait till I'm playing in a rec game and I look across. And I'm like, well, that guy has a sweet mustache and he's kind of <laughs> tall, and it ends up being. Jack Whitman, like that's that's gonna like happen in the next two years, I bet. Although I got he got he he probably got the hell out of Dodge, like he's he's probably nowhere cl- close to Kansas. But uh, that I I hope that happens because it'd be hilarious. <laughs> Before I let you go, CJ, it is three twenty three p.m. on Friday afternoon. Do you have a prediction for KU Baylor football? Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> this is the most like uneducated guess. <laughs> Of all time, so I'll go so with. What, so what's different? From so, the rest so I'm of the probably going to be like closer than. Ah, funny. <laughs> um, I'll go with uh, twenty-four to seventeen, Baylor. All right, sounds good. Baylor. So I guess what was the line? Seven and a half. I'd be like picking KU there. I guess seven and a half. Uh, seven and a half. Baylor is uh, seven and a half point favorite. 
I think I saw from RJ Bell on Twitter that it's the first time in the last 16 years that a school is a more than a seven-point underdog against an 0-8 team or worse. So um, oh, it's a it's a crazy geez. scenario, but uh, but we'll see what happens. It's uh, 11 a.m. for KU football at Memorial Stadium, and like I said, most of you guys will already have known the results of this game because you'll be listening to this in the future. But what we don't know is how this KU basketball season will will turn out. But um, a lot of the answers will come soon as we see them play. Uh, Kentucky, very early on in the Champions Classic. That's usually a pretty good gauge. And man, CJ, that's less than two weeks away. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun to watch this team go up against really good competition that early. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, you lost me a little bit after talking about KU football. I think people fell asleep more than me giving Chris Irby love. <laughs> <laughs> that, that little segment there. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be get going here soon. We'll we'll know how what how good this team is pretty early on i think but um it was it's it's fun that we had that missouri game to so you kind of we have something to talk about against real competition you kind of got a glimpse of of what's this team's kind of going to look like this year so uh let's 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 keep doing that yeah absolutely well i'll tell you what though the only downside of that was the biggest letdown in the history of letdowns was that Pitt state game after the missouri game you know what i mean like it was just (laughs) it was like oh this team is this back good. to this. <laughs> yeah, this isn't as much fun. Oh man, this this isn't the basketball that we were all used to watching uh, about a week ago when it was a, a sold out Sprint Center and one side Missouri, one side Kansas, and both players going yeah. at, each, at each other. So, but again, it's going to ramp up quickly. K versus Kentucky, less than two weeks away. Well, thanks again to all you guys out there for checking out the Sports Week KC podcast for CJ. This is Jesse. Be sure to tune in for another episode next week. SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase.